Hello and welcome to the Inside Stories from the MPA. I'm Cindy Simmons and this is the podcast for Manchester's Publicity Association. It's where you'll hear the latest insights and experience from other industry leaders in our beautiful city. I'll also bring you up to date with upcoming MPA events. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you more. But first, you're going to hear from the guys at TBWA Manchester, a creative agency that's been running a really prestigious campaign for British Cycling. I'm Tom, I'm an art director at TBWA. We'd actually worked with British Cycling before. It was really important to kind of, you know, work with them again and, and win that pitch and rekindle that working relationship. So I'm Emily, I'm the senior planner here at TBWA. I was so excited to get it because, you know, I'm a passionate cyclist, have been for a long time. I come from a family of people who do it almost every day. It's great to have clients that are renowned governing bodies, especially in sports as well. I think that's really important for us. It's a great win for Manchester this. And British Cycling doesn't just work with professionals and hardcore cyclists, it's for everyone. And that was really important to TBWA when it came to understanding how to pitch for this campaign. It's the work they do off the track as well. In my local park, they actually funded the renovation of a load of cycling tracks, of, you know, from various skills from like mountain biking to BMX. So for me, it's like I can see it firsthand. As Emily was saying, we've got people in the agency that have had cyclists as well. So on a personal level, it, it's great for us. Fantastic. It's good to hear the background to a brand like that in terms of them actually putting something back into the community because that means such a lot, doesn't it? And, and Emily, then, if you just tell us about the run-up to the pitch, the background, the brief, and basically how you work together best as a team to deliver the winning pitch. Yeah, the usual pitch process, as I'm sure we can all imagine. In terms of the pitch process, I think it was just making sure that we had the right people in the right room all throughout the process, you know, regular check-ins and, and just immersing ourselves more fully in, in the world of cycling, I think, with things like Tour of Britain. Talking about it more and more kind of opened everyone's eyes a little bit just to how much cycling is integrated in our everyday lives, whether you notice it or not. Actually, I think once you're, you start thinking about it, you see it everywhere. And I think that is a springboard for us to understand actually what we need to do. How often do you have clients that you really bump into their reason for being everywhere you look, getting under the skin of everything British Cycling kind of lobby for and, you know, everything from pioneering disabilities in cycling with that new Limitless project and everything from government initiatives, campaigning for things, but also obviously the big events as well that everyone gets so excited about. I think our job really first and foremost in the run up to the pitch was just to understand and, and immerse ourselves in every single bit of that. Well, I bet the client must be really interesting to work with. Tom, what did you see in this particular pitch process, I'm sure you've got other great clients as well, but was there something a bit unique and different about working on this particular, with this particular team? We didn't just look at this as flat cycling on, you know, on the surface. We did train, like, you know, when we were speaking to people in the agency and outsiders, we're, we're trying to infiltrate those little nuggets. We wanted to know, you know, what do cyclists really do at the weekend? When they finish work, what are they doing? Are they going in, playing with the bikes in the shed and fixing them? And, you know, what, what really happens when you've, you've had... 10 punches in one day, you know, how does that feel? We found that actually, like, even when it sounds like it might not be the best scenario, people still love it and they find the joy, you know, in all of those areas, all those facets of being a cyclist. So I think, yeah, I think having that insight has been really helpful for us. You both sound so passionate about it. And I think we can all experience that when you are passionate about a potential win, client, project, whatever it might be. It does help in space, doesn't it? Because... Um, 
you just need to convey that, I guess, when you're talking to the client. And what does the client want you to, to demonstrate as the response to the brief without obviously divulging your trade secrets, so to speak? You know what? I think this was a really, really good example of why disruption works, not just in how it appears creatively, but from a strategy perspective as well. I think what we realise is we're not just up against other sports brands or the cycling brands. We are a governing body. There are some real conventions boxes in which governing bodies sit. And really what we wanted to do is break out of those boxes and not turn up necessarily in a way that people would expect a governing body to do. This is such a human brand in terms of what it's actually trying to deliver and what it exists to do. What we're trying to do is get the British cycling community to grow. We want to get more members. And to get more members, you need to talk to the people that are on the ground. And so really what we did was try and flip the expected, I suppose, you know, yes, we would put the athletes at the forefront sometimes, but we need an equal amount where your everyday rider is just as important and show that actually British Cycling's job is to be the biggest supporter of cycling in every possible way. So that was kind of where the brief really landed to was how can we show that we are the biggest supporter of cyclists in every realm? So let's get to where our audience are and turn up in those spaces and in those ways that people are going to see us and relate to us a little bit more and actually realize that cycling isn't just an activity, it is a lifestyle, I suppose. It's got an attitude, it's a way of life in a way that flexes so much depending on what kind of cyclist you are and they're all unique in their own way. And I think it was just the, the tapping into the genuine and joyful human insights of being a cyclist that really underpinned the brief. So how's the campaign been going? We've actually been running the campaign now throughout summer. We've worked really well. You know, we've got to this this great stage now. We've we, you know we've launched a series of ads across national press. We worked really closely with our uh, media agency and the client. You know, to book the right placements to get the best impact, which I think's worked really well. We've been running ads in the Observer, the Guardian, and the Telegraph. We've also run a series of ads in specialized cycling magazines. We're really trying to tap in, as like Emily was saying. You know, we can tap into like, you know, the everyday person and um, across national press and then we can still keep our relationship alive with, you know, avid cyclists in their magazines, which is great. What we try to do is kind of launch the campaign throughout summer because, I mean, that's a great time to cycle. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not so much this year. The weather's not been too great, right? But we also wanted to run it alongside the World Championships um, that have just completed in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, there was going to be talk out there of British cycling. They were going to be on the public radar and you know we can kind of like enhance that with this campaign which i think is great i think for me one of the highlights and, and certainly some of the guys at the team here was seeing our ad on the back of the telegraph we had a full page ad on the back of the telegraph when you've been working away at something and the teams you know come together over you know a couple of weeks trying to build a campaign it's great to see you know out there in the wild especially at that scale and on the back of the telegraph you know that's it it's a big publication. So, you know, that was a really, I think, quite a proud moment as well. Amazing. So in terms of the winning work, that's great. That sounds fantastic. What's the profile, Emily, in terms of, you've talked about cyclists in terms of regular cyclists, you know, the ones you see at the weekend. Who else are you trying to get into cycling in terms of what markets you're trying to get people from and into and how are you approaching that? It's a bit twofold, really, in terms of one of the things we really spoke to the client about during the pitch was job number one really is to get people who currently cycle to become British Cycling members. But actually, the premise of how this campaign is put together is that it's got the flexibility to 
be tailored for any and every type of cyclist. So, you know, it, it can kind of interchange across things like BMX, which is really heightening in terms of popularity and interest in it, especially off the back of the last Olympics. They are doing so well in that space that at the moment, it's just about understanding kind of as the trend shift, which ones really feel like a focus. But, you know, obviously we've got things like the Olympics again coming up. So I think it's around making sure that everyone has been tailored for in, in some sense. The ambition for this is to get the whole of Britain cycling. So let's help people who have never ridden a bike before. You know, how are we going to support them? It's not one size fits all. And that's the beauty of cycling is that everyone who's probably worked on this can start to really see the benefits of cycling across not just your personal health, but the bigger picture of sustainability and living a, a slightly more joyful life. So I think really it's about how can we expand that more and more across the vast range of different types of cycling that exist and not just the one size fits all because it, it is such a vast sport. Cool. So Tom, just before we close, you touched on the grassroots stuff. Any more initiatives they've got coming up? Obviously we're, you know, an organisation, we're, we're not for profit. We know how hard it is to get things off the ground that are supporting grassroots, you know, the complexes getting cut through and channels and who do you, you talk to about helping them to do X, Y, Z? Is that something that's part of your brief going forward? It's funny, we were, we were actually discussing that today. I think from our point of view and like working with the client as well, not like closer, I think it's something that we're always thinking about whether we've got a brief or not. I think we're looking for those opportunities to align with British Cycling's values. So I think, yeah, hopefully there'll be more of that to come. I think it's just about us being aware of, you know, of opportunities, being aware of, you know, charities. I know like Emily was saying, you know, they're, they're currently running the um, the Limitless campaign. I'm sure there's loads that we can do there, you know, to kind of work together and, you know, really enhance that that work as well. The thing that I found like really interesting with this project and I find it quite refreshing as well is that our campaign is come on, enjoy the ride. In our creative, we've looked to um, almost like show that British Cycling, you know, they've almost like, they've got your back. They really support you and, you know, we flipped the scenario of putting, you know, the the everyday cyclist or, you know, the, the avid weekend cyclist at the foreground and, you know, and have Olympians in the background cheering them on. You know, they've just finished the race. It's, it, you know, it's visually exciting. And I think that's really refreshing. And I'd like to think it's inspiring for people. Like, we'd like to see, you know, as many people cycling as possible. On that basis, more to come, hopefully. Absolutely. Sounds amazing. So I'll be contacting you and Emily to sign you up for our September ride out for cancer oh, uh, research that. so i'll be letting you know we expect to see a tbwa team in that for sure because we do two ride outs a year for enough and they're always dead popular with the agency guys all wanting to support it so i'll let, I'll let you know that, that comes about so that's fantastic it's really insightful and thank you so much for your time but one of the most important questions i've got to ask is um how did you celebrate the win <laughs> <laughs> the usual pitch win drinks or alike were happening I think one thing that's probably, whether everyone likes it or not, the velodrome has been under development, but it is open again for you. So I think we've got our sights set on a bit of a trip to the velodrome to see how we get on. I think some of us have before, some of us haven't, but if anyone's been to look, they know what a daunting sight a velodrome can be. So I'm sure we'll get some videos of people attempting a, a velodrome as a 
slightly delayed celebration. <laughs> I think it looks really scary. I just don't know how they do it. It defies all laws of gravity in my silly mind, but I just can't, I can't see it myself. I will not be trying that. I will not be having a go at that. But no, thanks, guys. Uh, and thank you, all the team at TBWA Manchester. Really good to hear the insight and the background to such a prestigious win. And they've worked before, but that doesn't really matter. It's still a win in anybody's eyes. And I think that's a really good accolade for not just your agency, but I think for Manchester as a whole. So, uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks very much indeed. No, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Great to hear from Tom and Emily and their work they're doing at TBWA Manchester. But time now for what's on here at the MPA. We've got a really good back end of the year coming forward for you. So we'll kick off in October with the awards dinner on 19th of October. Tickets are flying out the door, so please do get them quickly or you'll be disappointed. Follow that, we're having a lovely afternoon tea event at the Midland Hotel in Manchester on the 16th of November for Prevent Breast Cancer. And finally, of course, we launched the Christmas party ticket sales today. So that's on the 13th of December at the magnificent Hilton Hotel on Deansgate. So to get your tickets for all those three events, just visit mpa.org.uk, click on events and you'll see all the listings and how to buy your tickets on the website. That's it for this episode of Inside Stories from the MPA. Thanks for listening. You'll hear from us again in about a month's time. This podcast was produced by Purposeful Podcasts. If you want to build a community around your business or your brand, then do get in touch with the team at purposefulpodcasts.com. Please remember to rate or review this podcast because that means more people get to find us. And if you know people who aren't in the MPA but might be interested in joining, then share this podcast with them too.